Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, And I'll tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. Attention all internet. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for Very Dark, Very Quick. Welcome to Very Dark, Very Quick. I am Mike, and I am with Aaron. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. All right, Aaron. So this week, what are we talking about? Well, Mike, we're a month into this show, and we finally get to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. We're talking about Abaddon, the Accuser, Mephistopheles, Beelzebub, Belial, Set, the Deceiver, the Father of Lies, Littlehorn, Lucifer, the Morning Star, the motherfucking Prince of Darkness. That's right, Mike. We're talking about my man, Satan. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're finally into one of these. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's kind of my jam. I got you. What do you, what do you want to talk about with Satan, Mike? Where do you want to start this thing? Well, let me give you a little background on me um, and why this is sometimes creepy for me. I, uh, I grew up in a uh, Southern Baptist church, uh, going, to, going to church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, um, we'd go Wednesday night, we'd go Thursday night for visitation. And then starting about the sixth grade, uh, I was pulled out of public school and put into a Southern Baptist, uh, school, uh, where we got to learn reading and writing the, uh, the Christian way. Uh, we got to learn math, um, with things like, uh, Jesus plus his apostles is 14. So I was fully immersed in the, uh, Baptist, Southern Baptist culture and, I say all that to say that uh, Satan was always a big part of that. You know, you you had a uh, a very dark being that was always trying to push and pull you uh, in the wrong direction. Sounds like a really boring childhood you had there. Well, here's the thing. You know, it wasn't that boring because I, I ended up getting kicked out a couple of times, and um, uh, because I always fought against it. And I, I I have heard more than one preacher tell me that it was Satan you know, doing these things, uh, making me, uh, act against the Lord's will. Um, but I think it was really just my own personality, uh, trying to act against the will of these churches and preachers. A little bit of anti-authoritarianism. Oh, absolutely. I always had to fight that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Fuck authority. 
but it wasn't the devil. <laughs> the devil didn't make me do it. It was just, uh, you know, I had uh, my own way of looking at things. Well, I guess I can talk a little bit about my upbringing, and it's uh, quite a bit the opposite of yours. My parents are were Christians, and, and they are, I think, uh, still Christians. It's not really something we talk about, never really have. It's just not a part of my life, never really has been. There were a couple of years there where my parents went to church, and, well, I went to church too, of course, uh, because we had some neighbors that were really into it, and I guess they just kind of wanted to to have something to share with the neighbors. So we went for a little while and I, of course it was awful, just boring. And, uh, and I, I remember I went to a Christian summer camp. I was around all these kids that were just so hardcore into this thing. And that's when I realized that this whole thing just wasn't for me. And so eh, that was pretty much the end. I I'd still went when they made me, but my heart was never in it. So, uh, just to go a little deeper, my uh, my uncle was a Baptist preacher. Um, he was a great guy, but uh, that even more took us down the uh, the Christianity rabbit hole. Um, everything was about that. You know, if you watched the wrong show, it was the devil. If you watched, or if you uh, uh, did the wrong thing, it was the devil. Um, it, the weird thing to me is it. it Blaming the devil kind of took away personal responsibility. I never yep. really understood how that works. That's exactly what it is. It's absolving you. The devil made you do it. Can't be your fault. This is pretty much the same thing we've been hearing about in the news like right now with Senate candidate Roy Moore, who uh, blamed the devil for making him want to hit on 14-year-old girls and stuff like that way back in the 70s, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, devil made him do it. That's why you should still vote for him because he's he's just a a human who's been manipulated by Satan, and uh, you know it's okay, no big deal. It was Satan. He's fine. I had read that he uh, was in trouble in the seventies and in trouble in the nineties. So I guess the devil just took you know twenty years off and came uh, did another run at him. No, the devil's really busy. You know he can't just focus on Roy Moore all the time. That's the other thing I never understood. I don't care if you're talking about God or the devil. Do you think they have enough time on their hands to watch everybody? And now, Crazy Vicky. I remember this kid that I went to grade school with that said he talked to the devil. I thought he was crazy because Mama always told me his family was weird. <laughs> anyway, I remember that time he asked me to go over to his house. <laughs> I felt bad for him, so I went. Mama didn't know. <sighs> we walked there together after school, and all he talked about was his special friend, Bub. He said he'd introduce me to Bub, but it sounded scary. <sighs> he said Bub was all black like a shadow. <sighs> he said he laughed really weird, but was super nice to him. I was not sure about all of it, but, but again, I felt bad for him. Nobody liked him at school. When we got to his house, his mama wasn't there. My mama told me to never be alone with a boy, but he said Bub was there to watch us. The boy went in the kitchen to get us a snack. I stayed in his living room. <laughs> I guess you would call it. Uh, it was weird, though. There were stars that looked like they had been hung upside down, and a lot of pictures of goats. Like I said, oh, aired. <laughs> When he came back, he looked very scared and had a big scratch across his face. I heard what sounded like a big lion or something growling like crazy in the kitchen. I was scared now. 
He said I had to go. Bub said so. I've never left a place so fast in my life. I ran as fast as I could home. <sighs> he even took the shortcut through the train yard Mom told me to not go through. It was faster. I never saw that boy again. After Mama's special friend, Uncle Dave, came to live with us, we moved a lot. I hope that boy's okay. I hope he grew up and he's happy. I wish I could remember his name. David? No, no, no. Dillion? No. Dame. Dame. Damien! <laughs> that was it! I sure hope little Damien is happy these days. That made me feel real good. <laughs> You're listening to Ed and Mike. Now, back to the show. We've got God covered. Now let's go to Satan. Satan! All right. So this is the man right here. The the great scapegoat. Uh, yeah, so Satan rules the government, rules us all. The Illuminati is actually run by the devil himself. The mm. Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, everyone at the Bohemian Grove, all these Washington elites and elites from around the world are totally in league with Satan. The Koch brothers, they're basically Satan's right and left-hand men. Um, so we got Republicans and Democrats. Yes. Oh, absolutely. The Republicans and the Democrats, they all sleep in the same beds together, man. Like, literally, they do. Like, when they go out and do their uh, Satan blood orgies. You know, it's it's all the same thing. So the uh, New World Order and the uh, Illuminati, are the, is that the same thing? Uh, well, the Illuminati is definitely proponents of the New World Order, sure. Okay, okay. And I, I don't want to get back to uh, our conspiracy theories or anything, but uh, Illuminati is one of those things that... Um, used to come up a lot and i don't i don't hear people bring it up as much as they used to i think it was because of the beyonce jay-z thing at the time when they were real real popular and it's not like they are now but when they were really hitting their stride um you know people would see them flash the diamond and and those sorts of things and talk about how the illuminati because they were a member of the illuminati and they they gave their soul to satan that's why they were so popular and so rich and so powerful yeah well you know there's many uh famous musicians that reportedly sold their soul to the devil and became uh very popular um very successful uh you want to hear about a couple of these guys yeah absolutely all right we got robert johnson the king of delta blues basically the father of rock and roll wow. uh definitely one of the most important musicians of all time there are documentaries about him uh it's pretty well known that this guy sold his soul to satan to become a fantastic guitar player Robert Johnson went down to the crossroads at Highway 49 and Highway 61 in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and that's where he met the devil. Devil showed him how to play guitar. Yeah, yeah. I remember he also met uh, Ralph Macchio there. So uh, basically, everyone that knew Robert Johnson before he sold his soul to the devil would tell you that he was an awful, just irritating guitar player. Nobody wanted to hear him. People booed him out of bars and clubs in Clarksdale. And he left for like six months, and when he came back, he was this virtuoso. And rumor has it, he sold his soul to the devil. He wrote a lot of music about the devil, too. So it seems, it, it kind of stands to reason. But, uh, man, the devil came for him quick. At age 27, he died. He was poisoned by the jealous husband of a woman he was sleeping with. Yeah, that'll happen. It happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. That husband, the devil. <laughs> Giuseppe Tartini, 
Oh, uh, God bless you. <laughs> this is a guy who was a violinist um, back in the 1700s. Uh, he went to sleep one night and the devil appeared to Tartini in a dream. And uh, Tartini gave him his violin and made a pact for his soul. And then the devil played him a sonata. Uh, Tartini woke up and he tried to recreate the sonata from memory. First thing he did was grab his violin and go at it. And the piece was called The Devil's Trill Sonata. It was a huge hit. This man was very successful, very successful uh, as a result of this meeting with the devil. But he said that uh, the devil did it better. He's, he's, uh, he almost gave up violin because, because he could not reproduce the sonata and make it sound as good as the devil did. Yeah. Again, I go back to hearing that he was a Satanist, he sold his soul, all that stuff, become this great whatever. But again, history holds the names of people that we know were great, and, and I've never heard of the guy. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm you know, necessarily in the, in the right uh, circle of people to have heard of some famous violinist from, what did you say, 1600s, 1700s? 1713. Yeah. But uh, again, you would think it would get passed down if it was if he was such a uh, such a great player. If Satan had really intended on him being, you know, the be all end all of, of uh, violin players. Well, and you know, Satan playing the violin goes back a long time. Apparently, the violin is the devil's uh, instrument of choice. We had, we got another guy, Niccolo Pagiani, uh, who's considered by many to be the greatest violinist ever. This guy was able to play flawlessly even on broken strings. I mean, this dude was super talented um super popular and uh said to have had a deal with the devil and he never outright came and said it but when he was on his deathbed he kicked the priest out refused his last rites wasn't gonna do yep. him any good he was damned so most of these guys sound like they were european correct uh yeah how did they make it to georgia well <laughs> here's the thing i don't think the devil would be caught dead in georgia sorry uh yeah probably not it's probably too hot yeah. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. Sure. It makes his horns swell up. And now, shut up your wrong with Volk. Howdy, everybody. This is Lord Volkark with Shut the Fuck Up with Lord Volk. Satan. Well, let's talk about this man that is supposed to be the jailer of the worst human existence or the souls of worst human existence. Let me put it this way. Do you give the keys to the goddamn man that could ruin everything? No, you give the keys to the best jailer. You give it to the man that actually will do something. Woman or man, don't fucking know because it's a goddamn angel. Y'all probably don't have a belly button, probably didn't have a fucking dick. But it is a reality. It is not a myth. It is the person that if you fuck up, you go to. Stop being afraid of it. It's a reality of... You screwed up. You don't get to be amongst the people who are happily playing the fucking chords in the clouds. But this puts fear in everybody else. Because this is a person of acceptance of death. This is a person of acceptance of torture. This means that you actually build your own torture. Not him or her or it. It is your own fear. Now, everybody loves to see the goat head, loves to see the pentagram. Let me just put it this way. Those symbols were down long beforehand. And matter of fact, the goat head was just thrown on there with a fucking Christian belief system, which is weird because, you know, 
original thing used to be it was man and woman together, but now it's, you know, let's put the goat head on top of the fucking man and woman while they're screwing. This is a failure of itself because it actually takes away power from, you know, dispelling all of this evil because you have to think about it. Who's the one that helps stop it? God and Satan. Why? Because Satan doesn't let them pass. God helps you dispel them if they get past his ass. But guess who locks them back the fuck away? Satan. It doesn't just, you know, show darkness. It shows a reality. There is a place of badness when you die. He, too, is known. Now, what that said doesn't mean you need to worship it. You need to understand it exists. Just like all other angels or other structure into this, it has its place and importance. I don't even follow religion, but I can see where people are falling behind. Thank you for Shut Up with Vol. Mike, oh my god, you're listening to Aaron and Mike. Now back to the friggin' show. Uh, one testament to the power of Satan, I'd like to point out, is that you and I are sitting here on Sunday recording this podcast about the devil rather than being at church. That's true. Praise That's true. Satan for that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, again, this will this will show my age, but when I was a kid, they had something in Texas here called the Blue Law, and I can remember us on the way to church. Uh, my mother would need some pantyhose from the legs egg, and uh, we'd stop by Eckerd's, and uh, everything in that place was taped off with blue tape. You couldn't buy hardly anything. And I often think about how far the pendulum has swung between that, the blue law, and now where everything but liquor stores is open. So what kind of stuff was blued out for for Sunday? God, it was almost everything. It was mostly things that people absolutely needed you could buy in the mornings up until noon. So it was almost like Texas was forcing you to go to church until noon o'clock. And then... Uh, uh, once you get out, then you can go buy whatever you need. So if I look on BuzzFeed, well, it's where I get most of my news. Ah. Um, <laughs> if if I look on BuzzFeed and I, I search for just the term Satan, I get uh, uh, a lot of different stuff. BuzzFeed can tell you how likely it is you're going to hell. Could we find out if I'm going to go to hell? Let's see what it says. Oh, it is quiz. Yeah, oh, it's a awesome. Quiz. Let's do it. Check off all the sins you have committed. So I'm going to name these sins. You let me know. Okay. Uh, use God's name in vain. Yes. Use God's name in vain while having premarital sex. Yeah. Said heck. Yeah. Said hell. Oh, yeah. You ever told a lie? No. Okay. I'll leave that on. Well, that, uh, that was a lie. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. I lied about anything by omission. Yes. You ever stolen? Oh, yeah. Here's the big one. Have you ever murdered? No, haven't done that one. God. Worshipped other gods. Oh, yeah. Snuck a peek at your Christmas presents your parents had hidden. Yep. Owned a copy of the Eagles' greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walked in the bike lane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Am I, I'm going to hell. Had sex not for procreation and totally liked it. Yep. Eaten a second helping of dessert and said, OMG, I'm so going to hell. What the fuck? Fucking BuzzFeed. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and check that one. Uh, said, does the Pope wear a funny hat to mean yes, definitely? Yeah. Uh, said, hell Satan. Oh, yeah. Hell Satan. Have you ever participated in a satanic ritual? Yes. 
Okay. Told your doctor you exercise way more than you actually do. <laughs> yeah. Eating Easter candy like four weeks after Easter. And it literally says like, like four, four weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I Stole, am. Stolen songs via file sharing. Oh, yeah. You bet. Tip, tipped less than 15%. Now that I will not do. Tweeted spoilers about a TV show. Nah, man. You get your ass kicked for that. Yeah. Liked your own Facebook comment. No. Okay. Can you even do that? Yeah, you can. And then the uh, the last two. Have you ever worn jorts, also known as Satan's cutoffs? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. <laughs> and the final question to find out if you're going to hell, are you Danzig? You know what? Yeah, I think we're all a little Danzig. So, Aaron, when I, uh, when I put all those comments in and I click, uh, are you going to hell, uh, I find that you have committed 32 out of 40 sins, and BuzzFeed says, say hi to Satan for me. You're going to hell for sure, you horrible person. Fuck yeah. We're going to be hanging out, me and Big Red. <laughs> hell yeah. Thank you, BuzzFeed. This is uplifting. Hail, BuzzFeed. It's Hail, BuzzFeed. It, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Danzig, because Danzig is what you call a theistic Satanist, which is somebody who actually does worship the biblical Satan. This is uh, a man who is aware of the Bible, uh, and I guess by association believes in the Bible, but chooses to follow Satan's path instead. He chooses the dark side. He chooses it. knowledge. He chooses power. He chooses evil. My kind of dude. Very talented. Used to be the uh, lead singer of the Misfits back when they were good. And uh, front man for his own band, Danzig, who's still around. He's kind of a kind of a uh, eccentric guy. Uh, he's gotten a little bit old and a little bit cranky, so he's kind of a jerk now. But uh, still, lots of respect for Danzig. His father was a wolf, and his mother was a whore. So he says, yeah. and yeah, and true. also, um, a lot of people think that Danzig was actually Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison faked his death and became Danzig. It's a lot of this faking of the deaths. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just got to fake your death. That's so Manson. That's so Manson is filmed before an undead studio audience. Oh, what a beautiful day it is here in hell. I think I'll listen to some tunes on my Walkman and do some house cleaning here in the inner circle. Make me high love. Oh. What's up, Satan old friend? Well, if it is a little Charlie Manson, how nice it is to see you again after all these years. Yeah, man, it's great to be back. Didn't mean to stay gone so long. Hey, no problem, Charlie. I know you had important work to do. Yeah, man, my vacation to Earth was kind of a bummer, but I put in some serious overtime for you back in the 60s. Yeah, I saw the reports. I was really impressed. Yeah, Lucy, it was a grueling trip. Spent most of it in prison. I was kind of hoping you'd pull me out of there about 30 years ago. Say, what happened with that anyways? Oh, yeah. Listen, Charlie. Oh, man. You're gonna be so mad at me. Ah, uh, Satan. Nah, you can tell me. Promise not to be mad. I promise, Satan. Okay, so I was getting ready to shuffle you loose the mortal coil when an opportunity arose. 
I was a big fan of The Doors at the time, and I was keeping a close eye on Jim Morrison, as I often do. And then one night, it was right after you went to prison, he had a bit of a mishap with drugs, and the next thing you know, he's knocking on my door. Wait a minute, you left me on Earth so you could hang out with Jim Morrison? Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds really bad when you say it like that, but you know, three is a crowd. God damn it, Lucy. I can't believe you, man. But Charles, you promised you wouldn't get mad. Now, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It just sucks to get passed over for a hack like Morrison. My music is way better than his anyways. Um, yeah. So wait a minute. Where's old Jim now? Well, we had a bit of a falling out. Really, man? What happened? Yeah, he kind of blamed me for his death. I mean, all I did was switch his cocaine for heroin. I thought he would have a good time, but man, that guy can snort a lot. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you accidentally killed Jim Morrison? Well, I didn't help, that's for sure. Anyways, he ran off to the Eighth Circle to hang out with Elvis. Wait a minute. Elvis Presley is here? Why? Yeah, picked up his soul at a crossroads one night. Ah, uh, yeah, I see, I see. The old deal with the devil. Classic rock star move. Well, what did he want? Fame? Fortune? Oh, God, no. He was already famous. He just wanted a case of beer and some quaaludes. Well, that kind of makes sense in a really fucked up way. Well, anyways, Lucy, it's been nice talking to you, but I got a split, man. But Charles, where are you going? Listen, man, I'm headed over to the 8, hang out with Jim and the King. But those guys hate me. Well, Lucy, I didn't exactly invite you. That's so wrong, Charlie. Yeah, them's the brakes, Lucy. Anyways, peace out, loser. Elvis. Oh well, time to get this place cleaned up. <laughs> Make me a higher love. That's So Manson is a VDVQ production. You want to hear about some cool people that love Satan, Mike? Sure, sure. Well, we have Liberace. Big Satanist. Liberace, <laughs> Liberace loved him some devil. Yep. That's, that's the first one I would think of. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, also, Lady Gaga. Lady well, Gaga loves her some devil. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe that. Really? That yeah. one kind of surprised me when I found out. Another cool person who loves some Satan was uh, Kenneth Anger. The, I don't know who that is. You don't know Kenneth Anger? The ex- I do he, not. He's an experimental filmmaker, uh, gay man. Um, it, back in the fifties, I believe he was doing his thing. A very counterculture kind of guy. Um, may have been the sixties. I don't know. I've never seen any of his shit. He was a filmmaker, loved okay. Satan, and also comedy legend Henry Zabrowski. Also, Mark Allman from Soft Cell. You remember Soft Cell? I Tainted do remember Soft love. Cell. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. He was a Satanist as well. Still is. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that weird? You would think being a Satanist um, would put you in better company than just soft sell. 
I know. That, that's kind of the funny thing about it. There really are very few outspoken celebrity Satanists. Uh, but the ones that are, are, you wouldn't expect them. Here's another one. Jane Mansfield. Really? Yeah. That's why she lost her head, I guess. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Now, when I say these people love the devil, what I'm actually saying is they're Satanists. A note about Satanism. Satanism is not real devil worship. It's atheists that want to offend Christians. So they've taken up the moniker of Satan and are, you know, using it as a uh, statement, which is fine. Satan approves. Uh, he, uh, he told me. But um, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the devil at all. The devil isn't like a, a deity to Satanists, at least if we're talking about the Levian Satanists, um, right. which is the biggest form of Satanism in the world. Uh, these are the. This is, of course, the Anton Levay uh, was the founder of the Church of Satan. Wrote the book, um, uh, the Satanic Bible, which I have read. I read it a long time ago. It's yeah. it reads like a friggin' communist manifesto almost. Sure. Uh, well. It reads that way, but it, it obviously nothing about communism. It's all about individuality and taking responsibility for your own actions. One of the things that they talk about is something that we've already talked about, which is don't use God as an excuse. You have free will. Everything you do is your own fault. You know, own up to your responsibilities, own up to your mistakes, and uh, don't be such a bitch. Yeah, I mean, um, I've I've heard that before, and uh, it's not like there aren't some good points in that uh, in that book. No, honestly, I thought I have taken things from that. I didn't take any type of religion or anything like that from it, but I did. Sure. I did learn. Uh, see, I was a I was maybe fifteen or sixteen when I read it, and it really did kind of give me some insight into what being uh, a responsible adult was supposed to be because th really the core of that book is responsibility. I think that reading the Satanic Bible would make anybody a slightly better person. And now, Mr. Dr. Science, PhD. Greetings all. This is Mr. Dr. Science, PhD here for another scientific discussion. Let's discuss the unscientifically proven presence of Satan. Does this prince of darkness really exist? Um, no way. In order to exist, something must have mass and occupy some sort of space. That is called matter. You know, matter like an atom. This doesn't even need any math to prove. Even a weirdo without a calculator in a toga like Democritus understood the building blocks of matter. And he didn't have an honorary PhD like me. So what is matter if Satan does not exist? Those examples would be literally anything else but Satan, i.e. a kumquat, a banana split, hell, even a venereal disease. I know, I know, the age-old conflict between science and faith. I find them as absurd as the flying spaghetti monster, but even he or she, I really don't know which, is not even matter. I need physical proof and evidence that the red-skinned, horny guy exists. I meant to say horned. The universe is filled with many mysteries. And you know what? All of those mysteries have some sort of physical evidence of matter. You guys know that I'm speaking the truth. I have a legit PhD from the University of Denmark. Well, you know, as long as the headmaster signs that last document and ignores that little restraining order. Anyway, the next time you raise those devil horns and yell, Hail Satan! How about you try yelling, Hail Science instead? This has been Mr. Dr. Science PhD, and I'm running with the science.
You're listening to Aaron and Mike. Now back to the show. Uh, you want to talk about the devil in movies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who is your favorite movie, Satan? First one I think of is uh, the big devil in Legend. Yeah, Tim Curry in Legend. You know, I thought, I just recently found out that that was Tim Curry dressed as Satan in Legend. I didn't recognize him at all. He was great, though. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool I mean, movie. That's, yeah, and that's your, your stereotypical, um, you know, Satan representation on, on film. The the classic Big Red Satan. Also, yeah, Big Red Satan. you know, I'll tell you one thing about Big Red Satan's the the video game franchise Doom has for many many years. There's been a hundred of these games, and they all feature a Big Red Satan as the final boss. And I gotta really? admit, I always felt pretty bad killing him. Then there is the uh, the devil from uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yep, yep. And then you had the one. Um, I want to say it was about a cow. What was the cow and chicken? Yeah, cow and chicken. That big devil with the giant butt. With the big butt, yeah. Yeah, he used to shake his butt at you all the time. Yep, that was a good one. One of my favorite movie devils was uh, Louis Cipher in the movie Angel Heart. Oh yeah, that's good. Robert De Niro. It was really good. Kind of a twisty, turny. You know, you find out he's Satan at the end, which is good fun. Good fun. Well, uh, and then there is uh, the Al Pacino one. What was the one where he's the devil and he has a son that's... Uh, a lawyer? That would be the yeah. devil's advocate. There you go, devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say that the devil was based on Pan, and he wasn't. Totally different thing altogether, but uh, Pan's Labyrinth devil was pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth is just a great movie. Yeah, fantastic movie. Guillermo del Toro, one of his sure. best. Yeah. And then Hellboy, which I guess you could say is a is a representation of a devil. Sure, absolutely. Have you seen the awful TV show on uh, whatever channel it is, um, Lucifer? Well, I've watched a few minutes of it, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, that's not my bag of tea. It's quite terrible. Although I, I do think it was kind of cool giving him the last name Morningstar. And let's not forget... The absolute best Satan in film ever would be Elizabeth Hurley in Bedazzled. Sexiest Satan ever. Brendan Brendan Fraser joint, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. It's good. I, well, I try to wash all those Brendan Fraser movies from my head. You son of a bitch. George of the Jungle. My first experience with Satan in uh, television was an episode of Chips. Um, do, you, do you remember this one? Uh, no. Basi- I don't remember the episode of Chips with Satan in it. So there was a murder that happened. It was a there was a band. This was during the height of the Satanic Panic, and this was a band that was basically Kiss, but they did this uh, like they had this whole investigation thing where they tracked down the killer to being one of the band members. But there were there were like loads of devil references in this because they tried to of course pin the whole thing on the devil and devil worship. There was even this backwards masking sequence that they did and i remember every word of it they they were playing this song by this band and they they played it backwards and it said mimnock is dead with this fiery breath and (laughs) i i swear to god i was nine years old when i saw this and i still remember it to this day very impactful i'm I'm telling you if we're looking for chips to solve uh our problem with satan we're we're looking in the wrong direction well you know every show that was on back then had their satan episode i guess this was like 89 to 91 
when when the big Satan thing was going on, when Satan was at the height of his popularity. Um, it is so weird how it kind of ebbs and flows. Satan was back in a big way. You remember the the West Memphis Three situation, which happened in the height of the Satanic Panic. This was when three teenage boys uh, were arrested, tried, convicted, and sentenced, and given life sentences for the murder of several um, younger children. There were a bunch of documentaries made about this. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know about this case uh, yeah. at this point, but. The satanic panic is directly responsible for the just the the quick and swift uh, railroading of these kids. Um, now, whether you think they did it or not, that's probably a whole other discussion. That's just another notch on Satan's bedpost. Well, in in this case, it was the prosecutors that alleged that these people were murdering for Satan. These right. kids, of course, maintain their innocence through the entire process and still to this day the adults were blaming satan for this one now i do remember the episode of quantum leap where sam faced the devil i do not remember that yeah it was towards the end and um they were i just remember him spinning around in a circle and uh like he was he was he had his hands on somebody else and i think they were leaping back and forth or something like this and and uh, as they were spinning he saw a goat standing there instead of a person uh and so it was supposed to be he was fighting with the devil in some way uh <laughs> another really great performance was uh vigo mortensen as satan in the prophecy mm. fantastic actor and uh man what a good role you want to talk a little bit about the nine circles of hell certainly they're concentric circles of hell uh and they're again not necessarily what people think of as hell these days it uh hell in traditional religion would be something like either good or bad uh in in my my previous religion as a baptist there is no purgatory there is no levels of hell it's just you go and burn for the rest of eternity sure sure uh but you know the the classic um dante's inferno uh depiction of hell uh, includes these nine circles of hell. Uh, basically, your first circle is limbo, and these are where people who never knew Christ exist. But you would find people there like Homer, Socrates, Aristotle, Julius Caesar, people who weren't necessarily awful people, but they just didn't know Christ because... That seems very unfair, doesn't it? Well, it does, but it's not like horrible hell. It's It's limbo. They can't get into heaven, but... It's just a place to chill, I guess. It's not the worst thing in the world to go to limbo. But again, shouldn't these guys be able to test out? Well, no, because it, it's all about what you did when you were alive, man. You know, uh, no takesy okay. fucking backsies, man. No <laughs> takesy backsies. Uh, and then you got the second circle. Uh, this is where the lusters go, which for me, I kind of feel like lust should be a little bit higher up on the uh, sin scale than gluttony. But oh, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm wrong. Um, you'll find people here like Achilles, uh, you know, people that were, uh, generally okay people, but they lusted. So off to hell they go. Jesus, that would mean everybody. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the big catch about it all. Right. You can't get out of hell. Everybody goes there. You have to be saved by the blood. Um, okay. So I'm not going to go through all of the circles of hell because it's really quite boring, but, uh, 
Well, you're you're talking about things like gluttony and greed and uh, heresy. You've got lust, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, treachery, and then, of course, the center of hell. Right, right. And the center of hell is actually a pretty cool place. The center is where the devil hangs out. That's his place, his realm. Anybody who's down there is basically just getting raped by Satan all the time. You're going to find Judas, uh, Brutus, for some mm-hmm. reason, which I think is kind of weird that they would put Brutus in there. Brutus uh, the guy from Popeye? No, that's Bluto. Oh, uh, okay. Brutus would be one of the two conspirators that killed Julius Caesar. Uh, the uh, other yeah, yeah. one being uh, Cassius, who is also living in the center of hell. These are considered ultimate sinners, in Dante's opinion, of course. And uh, they committed acts of treachery against the Lord. Well, I, I guess the thing with Brutus and Cassius is that Julius Caesar was an anointed representative of God. Which makes it kind of weird that he still ended up in limbo, but we won't argue too much. So since they killed him, I guess I guess they go there. There's like three people in the center of hell. The last ninth circle of hell is divided into four rounds according to the seriousness of the sin, though all residents are frozen in an icy lake. Those who committed more severe sin are deeper within the ice. Yeah, and this is where uh, the famous uh, Cain ended up, of course. Cain killed his brother Abel very early on in the Bible. What's so weird about this, though, is, um, like you say, that's that's where Cain is. That's where Judas Iscariot is. Um, you know, guys like that who committed ultimate sins, I guess. Um, but there's been some time that passed since then. Um, so how are we to bring this up to modern day? I mean, where's Hitler? Uh, you know, I would almost expect Hitler to be in the center of hell. Yeah. But you never know. He might make it to circle nine. So so my argument to this, you know, to Dante's Inferno is, again, this is, I mean, we're talking very early in the history of the world here. Uh, and we've had some pretty bad shit happen since then. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's funny to think where those people who committed like ultimate atrocities could possibly be in these circles at this point. I mean, you would think somebody like Hitler is probably on par, well, I don't know if he's on par with Judas. Nope, certainly uh, not. Yeah, I guess it's according to who you um, uh, who you follow, because... If he would have ju- killed the Pope, he certainly would be. Well, would he? Because he killed a ton of Jews. If it's actually biblically true that the mm-hmm. Jews were God's chosen people, then yeah, I guess you could expect to find him in the center of hell. I mean, because Judas basically killed the ultimate Jew, right? Who's the ultimate Jew? Is it Jeff Goldblum? Tell me it's Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum, isn't it? It was Jesus. Yeah, it was Jesus. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, Judas, that's why they say he committed the ultimate sin. You know, I mean, he he, he betrayed Jesus. He tried to have Jesus killed. Yes. That's what got him there. Yeah. So again, if you equate the Jewish people to be his chosen people, then Hitler really... I mean, he killed a lot more of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I think I think we can go ahead and throw him in the center of hell. Sure, why not? And then you start thinking about people like Pol Pot and um, uh, those guys who, um, uh, any of the people during World War II, a lot of the people leading up to the Vietnam War. I mean, there are so many despots in history, um, even in, in the last 40 years, that um, 
that really deserve to be pretty far down, especially over somebody like Kane. Weekends are a good time to listen to podcasts, unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Return to Camp Blood is Jason's podcast, and no one will be left alive. Join Chris, E, Eric, and Oz as they return to Camp Blood every Friday night at CampBloodPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen, or you'll find yourself the latest victim of Jason's wrath. Do you remember the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez? Oh, yeah. He talked to dogs. No, that was uh, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Oh, you're right. Um, Yeah, I know way too much about that kind of shit. Anyways, back in the 70s, there was a serial killer named Richard Ramirez. Uh, They called him the Night Stalker. Uh, Mm -hmm. He killed um, 13 people, and he was also a rapist, and he attempted to murder some people, and and it didn't quite work out. But this guy was doing it all for the devil. Right. right. Well, he had already hit his quota of 13. Well, yeah. uh, He... he, he hit 13, which means he wins the uh, the Cupid doll. Do you think it's the same thing as like going to the county fair? You can trade a small, you know, like three smalls for a large? Yeah, three small souls for a large soul. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he, he really was. Um, he's not the only satanic serial killer, though. We also had the legendary duo of... Uh, of Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole, who actually uh, made their way through this area of the world yeah. and killed yeah. some folks. Um, those guys were doing it for Satan. Yeah. And, and they had a huge body count. I mean, those guys were really raking in the souls. So you want to talk about uh, the antichrist? Yeah, I think that's probably the be all end all of uh, satanic stuff. Yep. The antichrist is the physical manifestation of Satan in the world the harbinger of the end of times yeah again through uh through my um rose-colored glasses of religion um there were a lot of people during my lifetime that were seen as possibly the antichrist oh yes pretty much anybody that christians as a whole come together and decide they hate can be deemed the antichrist yeah, uh, yeah. shit man uh george w bush was the antichrist Barack Obama was the Antichrist. Barack uh, Obama definitely to Christians was the possible Antichrist. Yeah. Oh, no. There was there were people that were actually preparing for the end of days when he was elected. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I guess nowadays you could say Trump. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I mean, I would prepared. expect the Antichrist to be a whole lot smarter than Trump, but whatever. Well, I would expect the Antichrist to be a whole lot smarter than any politician. Sure, sure. That's why I uh, maintain that the Antichrist is actually Elon Musk. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's actually trying to take people off the planet. He wants to rid the world of people. Well, then maybe, maybe we just got it wrong and Mars is hell. Well, Mars is hell in the Doom universe. Well, that's true. There yeah. you go. See? Maybe Doom was right the whole time. <laughs> Throw away your Bible, folks. Doom was right all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those kids playing those games. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Antichrist was always a very scary thing whenever it came up in church. Um, and, you know, rightfully so. I mean, they would say that uh, when that person rises, um, 
it will, you know, everybody will be behind him except for us who know the truth. And uh, then we start talking about end of days. We start talking about uh, the marks of the beast. Yeah, start talking about the marks of the beast. Start talking about revelation. Yeah. So basically, um, uh, we're all just kind of waiting on all of the pieces to fit into place for the uh, second coming and the end of days. Uh, but one thing that we have to have before any of this stuff can happen is the Antichrist has to come and be basically murdered. Uh, the Antichrist has to die before Christ can come back. So that's why everybody's looking for this guy. Um, uh, but some ways that you know that he's coming, uh, well, society has at this point given everyone a number, your social security number. Uh, that's uh-huh. your mark of the beast. Uh, the Social Security Administration is ushering in the second coming day by day. Uh, your credit, well, your credit card number, same thing. I could, I could see how maybe it would be the DMV. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That driver's because, license number. Well, I'm just saying, going there is like hell. So. Well, that's true. That may actually be the center of hell. That could be. Yeah, I've never looked for uh, for Kane there, but he may be there. Yep, so after all this happens, you get the final battle between Satan and God. Uh, nope. Basically, this is, uh, this is it. This is the, the end of the great experiment. Who could get the most souls? So uh, I guess whatever souls uh, the, that God and Satan have collected will be uh, redeemed for cash and valuable prizes, and then they will uh, basically compare. And wh- whoever has the most uh, goodies wins. I would think at this point in our uh, history as humans, that will be on pay-per-view. And it still won't be worth ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> Shit. You want to hear something uh, interesting, Mike? Absolutely. Uh, the word Lucifer, which is one of Satan's many monikers, is um, it, it means the bringer of light, the light bearer, something like that in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. to know what else, what other name means the light bearer? Uh, yes. Aaron. Ooh, how about that shit who knew yeah so my name and lucifer's name pretty much mean the same thing so there you go yeah, i'm Satan confirmed that's the other thing you don't see a lot of kids named lucifer yeah i don't think i've ever seen a kid named lucifer or even a, uh-uh. a human named lucifer in any age i've never met uh anyone with the last name LeVay. uh i don't know that i've known a lot of um Antons, but I'm sure that's a little more prevalent. But yeah, Lucifer, I've I've never had anybody named Lucifer. Yeah, I guess people just don't name their kid Lucifer, which I think should change. Yeah. I think it's a perfectly fine name. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's it's got a nice ring to it. It sounds kind of kind of mysterious, kind of uh it's got like an edge to it. It's got a little bit of a a a, a slice to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of rolls off the tongue. Kind of like uh Adolf Yes, just like Adolf, right, right. <laughs> which is another name that has been depopularized. By yeah, I, I don't understand that either. I mean, you know, take it back, right? Isn't that what uh, all the N-words in the in the rap music is about? <laughs> take it back. What's up, my devil? What's up, my Adolf? <laughs> How? How? How you doing? <laughs> and now, fun talk time with people who know stuff and tell me things. By Josh. Hi, I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick, and I'm here with... Uh, Carlos Spicy Wiener. 
Carlos, uh, Carlos Spicy Winner. Carlos Spicy Winner. That's right. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, is that is that like your birth given name, or was that uh, was that like a, a nickname, Carlos? Uh, well, my mother was on drugs uh, whenever I was born. Uh, she kind of dropped me on my head, uh, so it was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, so we just went with Carlos Spicy Winner. This this week we're actually talking about Satan. How do you how do you feel about Satan? Do you know about Satan? Uh, you form against them. You know Satanists. How, how do you feel about Satan, Carlos? I do know about Satan. Um, you know he's. Uh, He's all around. Um, I think he uh, really influences through music. Do you feel like Satan likes to communicate with people through music? Is that, you, that's correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and uh, what, what would you imagine would be the, the music, the main genre of music that uh, Satan likes to communicate with people with? Oh, metal, all the way. Okay, metal. All right, good deal. And uh, do you actually like metal music at all, David? Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Devil Driver. Uh, job for a cowboy um, you know there's there's a lot out there some of them are a little you know um, I would say sugar coated more than others uh, some of them are you know a little bit over preached um, you have Marilyn Manson of course uh, he you know he's even said in his interviews that he doesn't believe in, in any of that it just sells you know records so like I said you know people that can be overrated sometimes but I wouldn't ever diss him you know I'd still go to some of his concerts but, um, yeah, I think that, uh, that it's influenced a lot in music. Hmm. Wow. Good deal. Okay. And, uh, hmm. So you, you do actually believe in Satan and does that offend you that some people like to just use Satan to try and sell records? Uh, not really. So <laughs> I don't really go to church as much as I should. Um, but I would never diss anybody in their beliefs. I mean, that would make me a hypocrite. So, you know, if, if people are, are all for them, then, you know, hey, you, you <laughs> do you, boo-boo. Hail them. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't catch me, you know, like sacrificing a goat on the side of the road or anything. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> uh, we more or less did it in the bathroom. Um, that's a soft story. Okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and keep it, keep it at that then. Um... There you go. There you have it. So, uh, Satan, try and reach out to uh, Carlos uh, Spicy Penis here and uh, let him know if Bin Laden's down there with you. Thank you, Carlos. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick, and I'm here with... Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. And how are you doing tonight, Ginger Snaps? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. No one ever asks that, Ginger Snaps. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. That's such a nice guy. Okay, Ginger Snaps. So tonight we're actually going to be talking about... Satan. How do you oh, feel about him? Satan, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. Eat a Buffet of Dicks. Okay, so I, I take it that you do or don't like Satan. Don't? Depends on which side of me is talking. Right, okay. Um, all right, so which, which side of you is talking this time, uh, Ginger Snaps? Which side do you want? Just uh, whichever one's here right now. Let's just, uh, let's, just, let's just stick with what we got going on right now, Ginger Snaps. I am against... Buffet of dicks. I feel like that would definitely be pretty painful for the individuals that are having to uh, to uh, actually supply the buffet. So yeah, I'd be against that as well. It would be very hard, very hard. Um, you know, it, it could be. That's for sure. Um, that being said, let's let's go ahead and get back onto the topic of uh, Satan. And uh, you, you want him to actually eat a buffet of dicks? Is that correct? Just 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 pile it in. 
You don't even have to eat it. Just stick it. You don't even have to try hard. Just... There we go. Wow, okay. So you definitely don't like Satan. Is that, is that correct? No, no. Nah, nah. see, see, I always try to keep a 50 million feet, you know, distance between me and Satan. Because, you know, my life sucks as a bitch. So, you know, I can't have Satan, like, right on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. No, I don't need to touch you to feel you. I, I get what Why you're not? saying. I, I get what you're saying, Ginger Snaps. And, uh, yeah, I, I could I could definitely see that. Okay, good deal. Uh, so, that being said, if you had anything to say to Satan right now, what would it be? Mm. What you doing later tonight? And there you have it. That's our interview with uh, Ginger Snaps. Thank you so much, Ginger Snaps. You have a good night. Take care. All right, peace out, brother. Oh, don't, don't touch me. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick, and I'm here with... Ivan Yankit. My friends call me I Yankit. You can call me I Yankit. Okay, thank, thank you so much. Is, is it okay if I call you Ivan? No. <sighs> okay, all right, I yank it. God. All right, anyway, okay, so uh, tonight, uh, I yank it. We're, we're actually going to be talking about Satan. How do you feel about Satan? Um, for or against? Don't believe in him? How, how do you feel? I love him. The unholy lord? Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, some people call him uh, call him that, yes. Okay, so uh, so are you are you a Satanist then? Is that right, Ankit? No, I'm Catholic. You're a Catholic that loves Satan. I love everybody. Okay, well, that's that's good. Okay, all right. Um, and that doesn't actually, like, uh, con- contradict with your faith or anything in the slightest, nothing? I love you. Yes, I, I I noticed with the T-shirt. I know we've we've done a few interviews, um, but I think the T-shirt was a little unnecessary. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I ain't it. You seen my hand gesture? Oh yeah, that yeah I see that you you managed to make a, a pentagram with your hands, um, and then your your tongue. Yeah, that's 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 unnecessary. You don't. I mean. Oh God. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're, we're just gonna go ahead and cut this one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I ain't it. And uh, yeah, yeah. You just keep doing it over and over again. That I'm, I'm still not okay with that. I'm gonna lick you now. No. Don't. Don't lick me. Oh God. Hi, I'm Josh. Very dark. Very quick. And I'm here with Philip. Philip. And how are you doing tonight, Philip? Good. And yourself? Doing great. Uh, so, Philip, tonight we're actually gonna be uh, talking about Satan. How do you how do you feel about Satan? You for or against him? Don't believe in him? Like, what's what are your stances? What are your what are your beliefs, Philip? Oh, Satan, Satan's an interesting character in theology. You know, I personally have a, a kind of a hard time coming to grips with the ideal of something being outside of God, and therefore rebelling against him. And especially when you think that Satan was originally Lucifer, uh, an angel, one of the top angels who knew. That God was unbeatable, knew that, that the whole system of reality revolved around him and, and had a, a precept of understanding about the way that the greater mechanisms of the world work. So what if angels or some sort of entity had to have come into existence for, for reality to, to, to be made, for reality to even have the, the, the foundations by which to grow itself? We have nothing but the blast of 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 ions and and different kinds of subatomic particles congealing in in this uh, void they make up elements those elements make up minerals those mineral or or atoms those atoms make up minerals and and all of a sudden you have life but none of that happens if the big bang didn't start 
And none of that Big Bang starts unless some form of energy lowers itself to this realm, which is completely and utterly devoid of the kinds of uh, things that you would see in, in heaven on, on paper. If you have this void, this empty void in physical space, and all of a sudden a little singularity opens up and then everything that we know and see now is flooded out of it, it lends to, to think that you know there might have been something you know um, heavenly that was that was poured into this into this empty vessel to make the the splendor that we see now okay and that being said philip uh how do you feel where do you think satan actually or lucifer uh at those times actually uh where do you see his stance in all of this i think that lucifer is is a is a necessary and somewhat abstract um uh, principle of why this world is the way it is it, it I think it, more or less Satan was uh, something of a, of a angelic martyr for the cause of bringing the physical world into existence. Otherwise, I mean, how are you going to have an imperfect world without an adversary? How are you going to have some sort of diametrically opposed uh, set of, of beliefs based on um, you know benevolence and, and maliciousness unless there is a, a um, opposite player in the game. So you feel that Satan is actually kind of a necessity in order for anything to to even exist. In all truth, I don't I don't think necessarily that that Satan exists. I think that he is a a, a construct to help us come to terms with the fact that we are in a temporary and imperfect place that's meant for suffering, meant for um, the just swiftness of of experience so that when we're um, done and we're absolved there is no us that that there is a residual um, experiential kind of um, growth that that the whole of, of of the world is nothing but experience and and of and of attention Got it. Okay, good deal. Well, thank you again so much, Philip. I greatly appreciate uh, interviewing you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and also, if, if you guys would, would like to uh, uh, read a little bit more, I've got some pamphlets. Uh, just just call me. That, that'll, be, that'll be good. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. <laughs> now back to Aaron and Mike. Back to the show. So, uh, Mike, how do you want to end this thing? You want to go out with some uh, quotes about the devil? Certainly, certainly. There's uh, there's no shortage of those out in the world. It's true. So what you got? Uh, well, mine is from Marilyn Matson, who is an avowed Satanist, Church of Satan type. Um, if Satan wasn't around, churches would go out of business. That's absolutely true. They, uh, I've heard that many, many times that Satan was invented just to uh, just to uh, uh, scare you take into money. the pew. Well, it's to take money from people. Basically, that's what it all boils down to. Okay, well, my quote is a little more recent. Uh, It says, uh, darkness is good. Dick Cheney, Darth Vader, Satan, that's power. Alex Jones. Steve Bannon. Oh! In what context did he say this? Uh, He was just talking about power, and I can remember that happening within the first, uh, I want to say 60 days, uh, Trump was in the White House. I wonder if Steve Bannon did a deal with the devil so that he would be able to suck his own cock. Yeah, I would think so because I doubt anybody else is. Yeah. Well, I want to thank all of you damned souls for tuning in to very dark, very quick today. Uh, it's been fun, Mike. Yeah, it's been a good time. Um, I, um, I like thinking about this stuff, um, whether it's, uh, in a, in a funny way or not. Um, this has been a big part of my life, you know, growing up, 
and uh, to think of uh, the places I've been and uh, the people I've talked to over the years about these type things is uh, is always always pretty fascinating. And to think that it culminated in talking to you, Aaron, on a Sabbath uh, about Satan for uh, what many people think is the embodiment of the Antichrist, the Internet. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the whole Satan thing to me has always been something that I've loved to joke about because the the kind of reaction you get when you just say something goofy like, God, I love some Satan. It's just mm-hmm. it's just so compelling to some people. It's a thing that easily rolls off my tongue as uh, someone who doesn't put a whole lot of stock in the whole Satan thing. But, man, it has just the weirdest effects on believers and uh, and just well it it has the weirdest effects on everyone you know uh satan is a showstopper man you don't even really hear a lot of people joking about satan all that much uh but when they do i find it hilarious oh yeah yeah that'll uh that'll stop a lot of people in their tracks there's there's people that'll literally move to the other side of the street uh when they see you coming yeah and it's just it's always been so crazy to me but you know it's all about your upbringing i suppose Oh, it absolutely is. It's uh, nurture versus nature. All right, so let's uh, let's do a little housekeeping before we get out of here. Uh, if any of you guys would like to connect with us uh, on the uh, Antichrist, I mean the Internet, uh, we are uh, at Very D, Very Q uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can look up Very Dark Very Quick on Facebook. Go to our page there. And then just this last week, uh, we were invited to join the Astro Panda Productions Network, which is part of uh, blogtalkradio.com. Uh, if you go to any of those places, you can see us uh, as Very Dark, Very Quick, the podcast. Uh, we are on with a few friends of ours. Uh, some of the other podcasts on that network that uh, you should go check out are uh, Gaming with Scissors, uh, the podcast. Um, they do a great job at reviewing video games. Uh, and then Return to Camp Blood uh, is a great one. It is literally all about Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah, I actually so listened to an episode of that. It's fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's actually pretty good stuff. Yeah, pretty good yeah. Stuff. Definitely so want think, to check that out. I think we're lucky to be on this network, and uh, um, I really appreciate everybody at Astro Panda and Blog Talk uh, Radio for uh, letting us go on this weird ride with them. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, can I plug one thing before we go? I have another podcast myself and the lovely Jordan are doing a movie review podcast. It's called, uh, dumpster fire cinema. It's great. Uh, we just wrapped up our first episode. It's about the fifth element. Uh, I highly recommend you watch the movie before listening because we don't necessarily lay out the movie. We just talk about what we like about it. And, uh, and we get deep into some of the concepts and themes and things like that. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun and it, it's actually pretty good. You should check it out. I think with something like that, it's nice because, uh, at this point, uh, you would think that most people have seen that movie, uh, and, uh, they kind of go on their memories. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. We actually just recorded, um, our second episode, which is about the film ravenous. So stay tuned for that. That'll be next week. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, okay, and then uh, I would also like to bring up the fine folks at onichangames.com, O-N-I-I-C-H-A-N-G-A-M-E-S.com. I want to thank them for all their support uh, in all the stuff that we do. And I'd also like to thank the devil for making all this possible. <laughs> yeah, well, hail Satan. Hail Satan.
Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode of Very Dark, Very Quick featured Mike, Aaron, Josh, Jeremy, Crazy Vicky, Big Fusion, Volk, and Jordan. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.